the needs that children have and the desires they have and ways we can meet needs. But all the more, we're going to be really talking about the Father. And God's the hero of our story. God's the hero of every story. And so while we talk about children and the needs that they have, really this is giving praise to the Father. And James, that we just finished going through as a church, says that God is the Father of lights in whom there's no shifting shadow and that every good and perfect gift does come from God the Father. But not only is he the Father of lights who delights in his children, but listen to what Psalm 9 says. It says that the Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Go ahead and grab a seat and watch this video. In all things with God, it's it's powerful to think about that the primary way that God is carrying out his will, his plan, is through the local church. So as we talk about Orphan Sunday, and you're going to be presented with all kinds of numbers and needs that are out there and all sorts of things, one of the burning questions, one of the fundamental questions might be, how could God use me? And we tend to think in terms of experts. So some of you might understand the legal process that's involved in, in adopting, for instance, or in the foster care system or some of these different kinds of things. And you might think, well, I'm not a lawyer. Uh, you might also think in terms of um, understanding what has really come to light in the last probably five years. It's, it's taken on new significance. But just the, the trade of people going on, slavery, modern-day slavery that is happening all around us. And, and there's a great organization right here in, in Half Moon Bay called Not For Sale. And it's just an organization. It's modern-day abolitionists freeing people in our state being held against their will. And so you might think, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not a bouncer that can go rushing into a brothel in Thailand and free children. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a child psychologist to understand how to help these kids once they come out of these atrocious situations. Here's the powerful picture. Ron Rose, why don't you come on up? You're going to hear from all you ever hear from on this stage, and that is regular people who have availed themselves to God, and, and God does extraordinary things through them. And Ron and his wife Vivian and their family have been pulling on the front lines of foster care for over a decade now and have stories galore. I want to invite up uh, Ron Rose right now. Ron's going to share just a little bit about foster care because, to my knowledge, Ron is not a lawyer. He's never passed the bar. He would make a pretty good bouncer when he wears his Harley leathers. But some of you in this room are like, I could take Ron, uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, you're just, you're thinking it, you're sizing him up. That's what guys do. Jesse could. Yeah. Jesse's got a bad shoulder. He could still do it. But Ron's not, Ron's not necessarily an expert in all kinds of things. But, but Ron is a great example. You're going to hear from a lot of people in our church. But Ron's a great example of a guy that sits here fairly unassuming, and yet he's made a world of difference just because he said yes to some of the things that, that God has shared. To give Ron the floor for a couple minutes just to share about, about foster care system a little bit. Morning. I'm up here for a couple of reasons. One is this church has a ministry that's done every year since its day of birth, and that's the Help One Child foster care ministry up in Los Altos. Help One Child is a Christian organization that reaches out and supports foster parents. They don't do the actual placement of the kids, but they support the entire foster care programs. And this church, every year since this birth, has sent people up there to volunteer. And what we do is we go up there and volunteer for the Christmas party. Now, imagine being away for Christmas. I have been. I've been in China for two Christmases by myself, no family, no friends. And it's kind of hard. Imagine kids going through this. Last year, 423,000 kids in the U.S. did that. 56,000 of them were here in California. 
1,022 are in Santa Clara County. So these kids are taken away from their families, put into a strange family, and living with them. We had one set of kids we got two days before Christmas in our family. So two days before Christmas, we were given a set of twins. So we've got these strange kids Christmas Day. So imagine what these kids are going through. So this ministry for Help One Child, what we do is ask you guys to serve. You don't have to be someone who can preach to kids because this is not a time to preach to kids. This ministry goes up to help one child, and we serve at a Christmas party. We go up there, and all we do is love on these kids. We have games that we play that are like arcade games. So we go up there, we just play games, volunteer as need be, and just love on these kids and make them feel special for Christmas time. So if you want to help out in the foster society, that's one way of doing it. Let's get involved in this church's ministry with Help One Child. There's stuff on the city that uh, Ben's keeping up to date. You can find out about there. It's December 8th. If you're interested in volunteering, you can contact me or go on the, the city. And uh, donate your time. It's from 3 in the afternoon until about 9 o'clock at night. And you can just do nothing but love on kids. So that's one way you guys can help the ministry of foster care. Or you can do don't give donations. Each kid gets two toys during this party. So if you want to donate, you can donate some toys. What I would ask this church to do is to focus on junior high school and high school kids. Everybody loves to donate toys. Let's go to Toys R Us and buy some toys. It's fun. And usually the high school kids get left out. So I would ask this church if you're going to donate, if you could donate to the high school kids and junior high school kids, it would be great. We're looking for something in the $15 range. We don't want some kid to get a $100 toy and some kid to get a $5 toy. So we try and keep everything focused in the $15 range. If you don't want to go shopping, I'll take your money. I'll go shopping for you. I'm part of a Christian Motorcycle Association. For the last 10 years, we've been doing this. and We go shopping every year and go up and donate toys. So if you want to just donate some money, I'll be more than glad to take that as well. So that's two ways how you guys can get involved in foster care through this church, through this church's ministry. You can donate. Or you can go and serve some time and have some fun. Um, I can give you tons of stories, but I don't want to take up all your minutes. But uh, you can talk to the Barrows, the Sloans. Uh, they've done it for years, and they can tell you how their lives have been changed by trying to change a kid's life. So think about it. There's two ways you can help in foster care. If you want to know more about foster care, catch me. I've done it for 11 years, me and my wife. We've gone through We do... There's three different levels of foster care. There's foster care to adopt. There's foster care long-term, where you have a kid forever, but you never adopt them. And then there's emergency care, which me and my wife do. So in 11 years, we've had 29 kids come through our home. So if you want to know about foster care, please come see me. Well, in John 14, 18, Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he says these words. He says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And as you look at the scriptures and you look at the birth of the early church, what you have in Jesus is many, many times, in fact, you actually see this all through the Old Testament building up to Messiah, God saying, I'm here with you, I'm here with you, I'm here with you. And as a parent, you know how reassuring it is to your child when you say that. As a kid, you can remember just being scared of something or whatever and then hearing that message, I'm here with you, and it it made you bolder and you were able to, to press on. The name Jesus Emmanuel, God with us, right? So over and over in the scriptures is this message, 
I am with you. And then Jesus talking to his disciples, he's about to go away. That's a scary thing. He says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And I love that because just built into those few words tucked into the New Testament amidst a much bigger story, a lot of different parts of that story get, get the highlight. But tucked into that is something that's really interesting. One is that there's, there's purposefulness to it. There's, there's an intentionality to Jesus. I will come to you. I won't leave you in this state. And this morning I want to make this distinction that being an orphan is a state that God doesn't want to leave people in. Being adopted, though, adopted is a word we want to reclaim and redeem this morning. As we were growing up, sometimes we'd be playing around and doing these different things. And here used to be something that teasingly we would say to one another. We'd be talking around and say, oh, yeah, well, you're adopted. And that would be a put-down. That would be a shaming thing. You'll hear this on the schoolyard sometimes. You'll, you'll kind of catch this in movies. Uh, we're really hypersensitive to it now as adoptive parents that so many times orphanages around the world are nothing but evil, dark places run by really evil, dark people. And the term, well, you're adopted, is kind of a slam. It's something that people use to, to put down other people. But... If what's intended by that, well, you were adopted, if what's intended by heaping someone on that is this, is that you don't fit in, that, that you aren't wanted, those kinds of things, then, then what, if we could, what if we could actually turn that around and view it from not only a biblical perspective, but you talk to any adoptive parent. Here's what recapturing and re- redeeming the word would be. It would begin to be our prize rather than our shame to be called adopted. So what if it was no longer ashamed of that title, unwanted, unclaimed, you're hiding that truth, and instead it communicates these ideas. You were chosen. You were wanted. You were pursued and delighted in long before you did a single thing to produce for that family or do anything good for that family or earn your way into the rights of being in that family. All of a sudden, being adopted would be that you, you would proclaim that from the rooftop. You'd say, you're, well, you're adopted. And you'd say, yes, I am. And it becomes this awesome thing. You know who ought to get this in spades is Christians. Are Christians the fully family members of God? Absolutely. We get the full inheritance. We get the name. We get every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. On and on it, it should go for us. The the fact that I'm adopted and a full heir of my father's inheritance, and on top of that, I'm the apple of my father's eye. He delights in me. Man, those things ought to radically change us. Watch this video. This is a song we sing often, uh, but this is just done so well, we have to watch it this way. You know, uh, God's just doing something really, really cool here at this church. And um, he, it's kind of interesting to have an, an, an orphan Sunday at our church um, because to some degree, um, uh, for, for, for many in this room, uh, some invisible ways that you would see for others that you wouldn't know as much, uh, that's, like, that's like having a gospel Sunday. Like we're going to talk about the gospel and the cross. It's not something we think about once a year. It's, it's something that's really been on our heart. And I tell you, to, to capture that message, anything that you do um, better spring up from this identity that you have, understanding that 
that God has adopted you into, into a family. And out of the overflow of that, that's why we want to go and, and do the same kinds of things. That's why we want to go pursue other people. That's why we want to lift our eyes and see the, the needs of others. That's why we want to go on a rescue mission uh, in, in, in someone's life. Uh, you know, one, one more thing that we want to share with you, we're going to talk a lot about children this morning and see images of children and, and whatnot. One of the realities that we have is that children grow up. We're scheduled to, to look at getting a puppy today. And, and puppies, puppies are cute but painful and a lot of work. And then puppies grow in, you know, to adult dogs, and then they're not as cute, right? And it's just, it's just true. I'm just, I'm just saying. You know, we love them, but who doesn't love a puppy, right? And you know what's interesting is that children, deservedly so, uh, need to get a lot of focus and, and really, you know, really need to have the attention of the world on them because they are defenseless and naive and have some different things that lack, you know, lack the resources. But here's what's interesting is you don't need to get on a plane and go travel somewhere to find someone of whom God would say God has a heart to set the lonely in families. And sometimes they look completely altogether different than what we would envision that but little children who, who were raised in difficult situations, little children who didn't have a family, they, they grow up into, you know, maybe not so cute puppies anymore. And they don't get the attention. They don't get the spotlight of things. Um, so, Gria, I want, you to, I want you to just hear a little bit from Gria here for a moment. So, um, this is about the San Francisco homeless outreach that we do every year. You know, we go to San Francisco. It's happening next, uh, next Sunday. We go there. It turns out that it's really cold in the city, right? And, and we're there at night, and uh, a couple of years ago, um, an ambulance was coming, and I was speaking to a homeless gentleman, and I said, you know what, like, what's going on? Why is the ambulance coming? And he said, look, the ground is a killer here. Like, it is just so cold. And so many of these uh, ladies and gentlemen just don't have, uh, you know, things to keep them warm and so forth. So what we do is, on Sunday, we will take clothing and sleeping bags and uh, grooming materials, etc., cetera, uh, over to the city. And we, will, uh, we usually spread out in groups and hand them out to various homeless uh, ladies and gentlemen. And we go there to pray with them. We don't go there to judge them for whatever reason. They may be on the streets. Maybe they were uh, orphans like they've mentioned. Maybe there was a hard time. Maybe there's something uh, mentally wrong or whatever it may be. We're not there to, to judge them for being on the street. We're there to love them, to pray with them. Um, and one more thing to mention, would love it if you know, people in this building came, but also it's a great opportunity to bring friends, co-worker, people that may not know Christ. It would be a good opportunity for them as well um, to, uh, to go out there. So uh, it's next Sunday. Um, that card at the back is there for us to fill it with stuff that would be useful for a, a homeless person in the city. Uh, so hope to see you next Sunday. You know, one of the one of the amazing things about the the homeless outreach year after year after year that we go, A, as you come up out of BART right there at Civic Center, literally a couple of weeks ago is a is a World Series parade, just jam-packed with a lot of people from the Bay Area. And then on those same streets a couple of weeks later, right in the same area, um, there's just a whole different world that kind of comes, you know, comes alive, so to speak, at about nine o'clock at night. And, you know, it trades in business suits and money and all kinds of different things that are going on. But all of a sudden, you, you trade in the financial district, kind of one whole, you know, ecosystem and world that goes on for this totally different one. And here's what's interesting. 
year after year, there's some of the same people that, that we will meet, and they will remember us, and we will remember them. We've built a real relationship with them over the last six-plus years. And there will be warm embrace and, and just name recognition. And, and then furthermore, uh, as you go around and meet people and pray with people and just give the gift of just looking in the eyes of someone and acknowledging them, you're a person, and we're here to just bring the love of Christ to you, we don't have to say a word. We just start meeting with them. And, and even before, most every time, even before I could say, hey, is there anything I can pray with you about, they will ask this question. Many of them have said to me, you guys are Christians, aren't you? Uh, there's something about it that they recognize. There are no doubt other agencies and groups and people who are there, but they know Christians by their love, and, and they just lead with that question with me. And I've never been called anything other than a Christian when someone asks that question. They've never led with anything else. You guys are with the city organization on the homeless, are you? Aren't, aren't you? I've never had that before. You guys are, you know, working off time for, you know, having to do good service, aren't you? I've never had that before. But so many times I've had, you guys are Christians, aren't you? I just think, man, what a, what a cool, powerful testimony that is. And let's perpetuate that. Let's keep that going. So listen, you've been hit with foster care and, and ways to help, tangible ways to help. Come and, and, just, and just help out at a Christmas party. Patty just shared, you know, ways to help on a Saturday morning a few blocks or, or a few miles from your home to come and, and help uh, uh, do these things. If you've ever distributed gifts amongst those who don't live in the same world we do, you get how a dress like that could be so precious that you wouldn't even want to wear it because it's now your most prized possession. That's a powerful thing to, to, to be a part of. You've been hit with boxes and the idea that, that you can participate that way. Um, and then, you know, the, the San Francisco homeless outreach is really one of, of many things. We're, we're praying that God would once again allow our church to make a direct impact on the community that lives uh, all along the, the river over here, people who just need Christ. And oftentimes, I can say this this year, in other years I've, I've not been able to say, speak this freely uh, because many of them have been in our midst, but I'll just say they look and smell differently than most of you sitting in here today but they're stamped with the image of God, our creator, and the heart for God that would go after those who are hurting and lonely and, and in need of things, in need of just plastic to sleep on versus being right on the, on the cement. Let me have you do something right now. We don't really have any notes for this morning, but, but if you would, uh, humor me. You can find a piece of paper and a, little, and a little pencil. I want you just to jot down the first few words that come to mind when you think of the word Africa. So when I say Africa, what comes to mind when, when you think of that? And you can just start writing some of those things down. While you're writing, I'll share with you our history. A couple of years ago, God impressed on our hearts of our leadership to, to join, to partner with World Vision. And World Vision is an organization that helps sponsor children, not necessarily orphans, but those who are underprivileged. And it's a way of pairing up an individual or an individual family with one actual individual kid around the world who needs resources that, that we have. And, um, and what we decided to do, we were on the, on the cusp of, of adopting from Ethiopia um, our, our son and our daughter. And, um, and it was so neat because Ethiopia had this program where it was block sponsorship, where you could, you could sponsor all from one village. And I thought, wow, I know a lot of our people already give money every single month to Compassion International, another great organization, and World Vision. But, but let's just put this out. Let's just pray that God would raise up some people who would become aware of the need and then just be able to, to write a check and then begin to build a relationship 
relationship by writing letters, and there's different things you can do to, to engage. So what we did on Orphan Sunday two years ago uh, was uh, a little campaign we called Show Hope. And we had this, uh, this, this uh, continent of Africa over here with Ethiopia kind of highlighted, and that was going to be our temperature gauge to see how quickly we could meet our goal of, of, um, of, getting, of getting 20 kids. We were told by the organization, you know, plan on about 10% of your congregation um, giving to that, so I thought, well, we have an exceptional congregation, so we're gonna, you know, we're gonna double that and 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 be somewhere up around twenty, twenty-five, something like that. Um, and some of you are here for that, but but on that Sunday, we we hung pictures of of forty children uh, in this room, and and we just we just asked people, we just said, w- would you consider doing that? I know some of you already sponsor a kid. Maybe you need to take on number two or number three. Uh, maybe you've never done this before, and you've wondered, is this real and all of that? Just. Let me tell you, we've done the background check on how much money actually goes to overhead versus the kid. This is a good organization. Partner with us. In half of a set, a, a, a worship set, I remember standing right here and opening my eyes and, and just being uh, blown away because um, there, were, there were three cards left after a couple of songs. Our church just responded in a, in a giant way to that. And by the end of the next song, there were no cards left. And so this church, two years ago now, for two years running, we've been pouring resources into this village in one of the most remote places. I tried to visit there in, uh, in Ethiopia on both of our trips for our adoptions. And it's a four-day by land cruiser type drive out to the farthest west-south region of where our village is. But some of you remember the picture. I got to take a picture with the mail crew that sorts your packages when you send a package to your kid, that sorts the letters when you send a letter to your kid. And I'll tell you what, they dropped everything they were doing when we stepped foot in that room, just my wife and I unannounced, just taking a quick little tour, because they just had a deep acknowledgement that if, if you guys weren't doing what you were doing, none of this would be going on. These people would not be being helped. So I want to give that back as a report to you to say, I can promise you, some of you have really stretched financially to make that each month. It is making a huge difference. Now, some of you didn't get to be in on that. We ended up with 44 children that are sponsored in this one area. Um, there are more to be sponsored, if that's something on your heart to want to join in with that. But, but, but also, um, uh, those of us who have sponsored kids have received um, gift catalogs where you can actually you know, join together with others in your community group or others in the church and do something like buy a goat. And that sounds like an odd gift here, but there, it's a really, really big deal to have a goat. Um, and what's really cool about this gift catalog is it just kind of explains to you what this investment does and the, and the, the dividends that it pays throughout the year to be able to, to, to do this. Um, secondly, within this month, we're kind of entering into a season we're calling Season of Share. And um, we're going to have a, a, a writing party where basically whether you sponsored a kid or not, we're just going to shower those 44 kids that we've sponsored with love and just say, we're thinking about you, we're praying about, about you. Um, and uh, we might even have a Sunday where we bring those cards back in and plaster them all over so we can know who we're talking about. Um, yours, probably like ours, is on a refrigerator. So it's just, it's just there and visible. So we're praying and, and thinking about them. Um, I don't know what's on your list for, for Africa, but let me just say, I, I just... I got to go there twice last year with my wife, and um, oftentimes in America, when we hear Africa and we think about the stories there, maybe because in part this is what sells and this is what you know is exciting to get the news across, but, um, but AIDS is a big top topic, poverty, um, child soldiers and sex slaves and revolts going on and sufferings, all of which those are realities in Africa. 
Um, those, are, those are daily realities. Um, but I, I don't know if, if you have this on your list, but there's also joy and dancing and passion and smiles and thankfulness and contentment going on in Africa right now. I want to bring up my lovely wife right now and ask if she would just share. She's going to just share a couple of ways to be. Um, I really appreciate what, what Ron said about the foster care system, that to get involved in the foster care system, there's different levels. There's different ways to get involved rather than just feeling like, I guess i got to jump into the deep end and do, you know, do what Ron's done for 11 years. In the same way, the adoption community, there's, there's different ways to be involved. And uh, Becky, share a few things about that. Hi. Um, I wanted to... All the way up. Yep. So one of the things I learned about recently from a friend of mine is orphan hosting. Obviously, orphan care and adoption is huge on my heart and Dave's heart, as we have three in our home that we've adopted. But for some of you, that's either too big of a jump or you're not sure you would like to make a lifelong commitment to a child. This is a way that you can... Um, Host a child, kind of like you would a foreign exchange student, but it's a short time. It's only four to five weeks long. And these are orphans who are from the Ukraine or Latvia or China. And they can come and stay with you in a loving Christian family. Some of them, this will be the first time they've ever experienced, or most of them, a love love of a family. The... Um, you have to go through this process to apply, but you and you have to raise the funds or pay for it to, to get the child here. But they get to live in a family and see what a real family is like. And most importantly of all, they get to see the love of God. They get to hear the gospel for the first time from you and maybe the only time. And also another benefit for these kids is... Um, Older children who would maybe have only a 1% chance of getting adopted, if they come to a family and they get some exposure in the U.S., they may end up having up to a 75% chance of getting adopted because while maybe you wouldn't adopt them, you might have friends or families in your community. They say, wow, this isn't so scary. They're just normal children. You know, they may have some challenges because they're older or they may have some issues, but it, the fear factor gets erased because you just get to see who they are. Um, this, this friend of ours that did this program, they did end up adopting um, one of the children that came over. I don't think it was the one they hosted. Um, you don't have to plan on ever adopting. This isn't this one particular organization that I know of. They aren't even an adoption agency. They only do hosting. But then through there, you can end up finding more ways. I thought it would be really exciting if a whole group of us from the church hosted kids. Uh, the program usually is either like four, four to five weeks over the holidays, like Christmas time, or um, in the summer. And then for the China program, it's over the Chinese New Year time. So it's, if you look at when Chinese New Year is, you go two weeks back and two weeks ahead, and that's when they would come over. Um, I have the website if you want to come talk to me. There are different things to work out detail-wise, but if anyone is interested in that, that's a great first toe in the water to see about um, adoption and even just to give the kids a chance. Awesome. And, of course, for regular adoption internationally and even domestic, I have information if anyone ever wants to talk to me. I love to talk about it. Thanks, Becky. Yeah, take it. Um, yeah, and and just so you know, uh, we have we have domestic um, 
uh, adoptive parents in our family and international. And so uh, my wife is, continues to be one of the most well-researched people that I know of uh, in, just in the area, and we love to talk about it. We actually um, are more than happy to, to host another uh, small group, just a six-week small group study that's called Considering Adoption. It's just basically to come and, and kind of explore some of those things. Um, I know for guys, I've talked to many guys uh, about this, and, and just part of our story, just so you know, is that God really put this on, on my wife's heart. A lot of times God will move in the heart of children and in the heart of women um, in this area. And guys will see the need. It doesn't mean that we're cold to the need or don't see them as people, uh, but there's something about children and women that, that get this and say, we need to do something. It, it, it builds something in them. And for me, uh, you know, part of our story really was just, I thought, well, that's really good for some family to, to do that, um, you know, who has, uh, you know, twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 laying around. I mean, that really is a good program to, to invest that way. Uh, it was just an easy no, because we, how, is, how is God going to do that? And, um, and in one Saturday, I agreed with my wife to go to, uh, to an all-day um, just, uh, just or, or, uh, adoption workshop, and in one Saturday, God just took my heart and said, this isn't your wife's thing. This is something I'm calling your family to. And he just made it really crystal clear. Get out in front and lead your family in this. Um, and just a picture of biblical husband and wife leadership, by the way, that doesn't mean I'm the expert on it. My wife is still the expert on this. Um, but, but I realized, well, if God is calling our family to this, he's going to provide for that. So just start taking the, the steps necessary. So men in particular, uh, I love to see. Our, I feel like our guys are just stepping up in some great ways in this church and have been for a long time. If God is nudging your family in this, um, don't shut it down like I did with the immediate, well, we don't have the, the, the money for it. Um, just see what, what God might be, be doing in that. Um, as you read the scriptures, we're about ready to wrap this up, but as you read the scriptures, you realize that not only adopting orphans uh, lifetime, um, but caring for those who are at risk, those who are uh, in the foster care system, those who are wandering, those who are foreigners and aliens uh, in a society, those who are in danger of being taken advantage of. This isn't just a concern of God. This is a priority of God. And as you read the scriptures, cover to cover, what you see is built into the law. There's provisions to this. Built into why the prophets came and preached condemnation to the wayward people of God is that this was rampantly not happening. And then as you move into the New Testament, the whole picture of us being the adopted children of God is a profound call for us. Um, so we're going to close with a song that's, that's a little bit, um, it's a little bit more, uh, upbeat and, and, um, and really it's, I, I view it as, um, as someone who's in this situation and is crying out to God for help and crying out to God for rescue and crying out to God for hope. Um, and to think, wow, wouldn't it be powerful if someone's praying that right now and God's answering that in this very room right now with, with, with something. And so even though it's an upbeat kind of a song, that, that's my prayer of what might be happening. I leave you with three things. Um, some of you are readers. There's read, write, and pray. If you're a reader, let me just put this book out to you. It's called Adopted for Life. I have the audio version. It's by a guy named Russell Moore. Uh, he has not only adopted children, uh, but really brings in the theology of it uh, and, and, the, and the practical outworking of it. It's just a great little read on, on, on things. God, I thank you for this morning, and I thank you, God, for your heart for orphans. And I thank you for your heart, God, for taking us and bringing us into family. Father, right now, as we, uh, as we give, I pray, Lord, that it would be done from a heart um, that wants to mimic a generous God. In Jesus' name, amen.